I'm Matt Howie, and this is Hobby Horse. This week we're talking to Erica Baker about uh, ancestry and genealogy, and I know on the surface that may seem like, uh, I don't know, silly and lightweight, but as you'll come to listen and find out, that uh, that really comes from a place of, of privilege to think of um, ancestry as like a silly game uh, for you know Western Europeans because um, there's plenty of history there and they can figure out um, everything they need to know, but uh, for other people... Um, the picture isn't so simple, and, uh, and it's a question of humanity in the end. So with that, let's go. So with us today is Erica Baker. Uh, you are currently director of engineering-ish. No, uh, senior engineering manager okay. at Patreon. That's pay, P-A-Y, Treon, not Patreon. What? Really? Yep, yep, I always yep. said Patreon. Like nope. a well, like a patron. Patreon. Like a patron. No, it's a patron. You call it Patreon. Yeah, because you're a patron. Yeah. Patreon. I guess I did say Pat. No, it feels weird. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. 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 No, I said Patreon. No, Patreon. Patreon's right. Patreon. Yep. Okay. I'm good now. Cool. Senior. Glad we got that sorted. <laughs> senior engineering manager. Correct. Of the infrastructure engineering team at Patreon. How many people are at Patreon these days? Uh, we are right around 140 to 150. I don't know exactly. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We are at Dunbar's number, so stuff's going to get interesting <laughs> soon. <laughs> you, won't, you won't remember. It's okay to forget people's names soon. But is it? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and before you were at Slack as a build engineer, right? Head yep. Of- build engineer and before that you're at google as a whole bunch of stuff right a whole bunch of things nine years at google you could do a lot of stuff and so i did a lot of stuff and uh but we're not here to talk about that today oh no, um, thank goodness i'm so we're, excited <laughs> we're here to talk about ancestry and genealogy and i remember specifically when you um joined slack and you did like an intro and it was pretty normal i mean it was pretty you know pedestrian like everyone else is like i like to cook i like to eat you know i like dogs all this stuff and then it was like i'm way into ancestry and uh genealogy and for a moment i was like uh you know to me i was like oh that's like a weird thing i have an aunt who's into it and an uncle on the other side of the family and they're always trying to like i don't know connect a family member to the to i don't know the daughters of the revolution the, or or civil war the or mayflower something. yeah yeah right that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the dream and it's like oh my four grandparents were all first generation born in america so like you're just making st- it it feels like a game with with my family members who are into it and the other yeah. thing i thought was like it's the only other thing that comes to mind is like mormons are into it um yeah. And I was like, so, wow, why is Erica into it? And then I've come to realize it's it means a lot more to you. It sure does. And and it's um, important to talk about. So uh, tell us why you got into it, I guess. Okay, so how I got into it um, was uh, in 2004, um, my grandfather passed away. And I went to his funeral in Richmond, Virginia. And... While I was there, I saw all these people I did not know. And I'm like, who are all these people? Um, I know my aunts and uncles. I don't know who any of these other people are. And so it made me, like, really curious about my family because I realized that there are, like, people I was related to pretty closely in this world who I Um, And so I started putting together my family tree um, on my mom's side first and started looking into my dad's side. 
And it, it was, you know, it was just like really interesting for me just to figure out like who who my people were, right? Like who my ancestors were, who my like cousins and everything were. Um, and I did that, you know, just for me for a while. Um, and then I started uh, branching out. So from the, so the first round of ancestry stuff you're doing, was that mostly like family tree, just asking around and like, uh, it was a lot of like asking my mom and my dad and my aunts and uncles, like, tell me stories, tell me about like, who, what, where, when, um, and, you know, it, at first they're just like, oh, I don't know anything about my family, you know, and then eventually, like, after, like, prodding, where I'd, like, kind of cajole them into, like, talking about, like, what is, like, what was it like growing up where you grew up? And they would start talking about, like, people who came around, and they're like, oh, yeah, that was Uncle So-and-so, and it's like, aha. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so I started building out my tree that way and with uh, doing a little research on Ancestry.com. Um, and I just like really got into researching my family. And then uh, like my mom's side of the family, again, is from the small town in uh, or a small county in Virginia called Southampton County. And as I was doing research in Southampton, I was realizing how connected every family in that county was. Like, the Waldens were connected to the Blounts, who were connected to the Fords, and everybody was just like, it seemed like all like intermingled, intermarried. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to know the story of. How many generations does it take to go back to that? To that? To get to there? Yeah. Oh, like two? <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's my, that was where my grandmother was from, my biological grandmother. Um, and yeah, it's like all very interconnected. And so seeing how interwoven those families were, I was like, we are like, black people are all very related. Is there jargon for um, genealogy stuff? Like, like, whatever you get social stories from your family versus stuff you look up somewhere? Is there like, are there like, buckets you put that kind of information into or something i don't think there's jargon i've never heard it if there is um but i was you know i just call it getting stories like talking to people <laughs> i don't know well what what's on uh ancestry like what kind of i've never loaded Ooh, in my life oh my so um uh like should i do it right yeah, now it. <laughs> in another window um, do you, does it have family trees that captures from people or does it have birth records or what so ancestry has um a lot of everything so it's got family trees like so you build out your family tree right um on there mm -hmm. and you can choose whether or not it's um shared and if you share it then other people can will will can uh find your relatives and they're searching for your relatives right and then they'll see your whole tree uh -huh. and they can sort of build off of it if they choose to um, which is good and bad because there are some folks on Ancestry who have trees that are hmm, not quite correct. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they kind of just like accept like, oh, this person has the same name as my ancestor and they're like born in the last or born in the, within the same 10 years. So like totally, that's definitely my ancestor, except for like one is white and the other is black and they're married to entirely different people and they have entirely different families. And so trees get a little bit messed up like that. Mm -hmm. And so I am not one to uh, use the trees that have been built on the site because I don't trust the data. 
<laughs> but you built your own on the I site, right? I built my own on the site. Um, it goes back several generations. Um, one, two, two or three lines. It's counting in my head. Two or three lines uh, go back to slavery. Wow. Yeah, and I know uh, who owned one part of my family. And that's, again, that's that Southampton stuff I was talking about. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? I can figure out, like, how all these people are related um, because the data is there, right? So there's this uh, family called the Brantley family. And they have, I don't know how much money, but apparently a lot. And they have an association for doing their family genealogy called the Brantley Association. And the Brantley Association in Southampton County went to the courthouse and said, we're going to digitize all your records. And so they went in and they like did the archival like whole process with the gloves and whatever. And they took pictures of every old county courthouse book and all the old birth records and marriage records and all that jazz. And then they took those pictures and like had people capture like the names of whoever was on each page. And the result is that for Southampton, uh, there's like this very significant trove of data for both white people and black people. And the, the part for black people is important, right? Because uh, we're going to go back to the Mormons for a second. Mm-hmm. Until the mid seventies, the Mormons didn't really get down with black people. Um <laughs> <laughs> And so when they were doing all their research uh, about, you know, family trees because they wanted to get their ancestors uh, into heaven and the only way your ancestor can get into heaven is if they're a Mormon, um, they would like want to baptize all their ancestors posthumously. Uh, Right. That's what they do. Right. But none of their ancestors were black, so they never had to do the research for black people. So the source data for black people is kind of thin, right? Like it's not as it's not as rich as it could be. I'll say that. So some has been captured um, because it got captured along with the source data for white people. But like the stuff, like I was saying, like in the county courthouses and stuff, that stuff isn't there. And that is where a lot of the information about black families, especially when you get back into like uh, the 1860s and 1850s, 1840s, um, that's where you find that data captured. Like, oh, uh, where, you know, one person might own a person, you know, for slavery, mm-hmm. Um and so uh, in those county courthouse books I, or records, I saw uh, my fourth great-grandmother and fifth great-grandmother um, both owned by the same man because he reported when they had children because those were, that was his property and he had to report when his property uh, changed, I guess. And so wow. there's a, there are two lines. It's like Emma Waller and Eliza Waller. Or no, it didn't say last names. It's like Emma and Eliza and owner Levi Waller. And how many years did that go back to when they digitized all those records? Mm, I don't know exactly. Um, I want to say to the to the mid seventeen hundreds. Wow. Yeah, I can check for sure. So how many? How big was like this? Uh, so all those families in Southern Virginia are probably from similar plantations or something. Uh, or the black just, families. Yeah. I mean, plantations weren't that 
It wasn't a thing in Virginia, I guess. No, they were. It, they were definitely a thing. And so Virginia had a lot of cotton and tobacco um, and, and plantations were big there. Um, but I don't know that they all go, <laughs> excuse me, go back to the same plantations. Um, there, there are, let's see how to say this. There are plantations and like those have like a lot of slaves, but then there are like families who just had like one or two slaves. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So like so, maid, I guess, or a person or like groundskeeper or something, something whatever. Huh. Yeah. So does um, grandma take you back to like 1820 or something or far my third great grandma or fourth? Or your your what? fifth? Oh, fifth yeah. great grandma. Um, the farthest you can go back. Let me look and see, and I will tell you exactly. I'm looking. Oh, at you have birth right dates now. and stuff. Oh, I have all of it, Matt. Sweet. All of it. Well, what does ancestry do to help you? Like, if you, you know, like, um, you know, I would just have to ask um, mm-hmm. aunts and grand aunts and grandmas and stuff for to fill in our tree. But like, does ancestry have? They try to match up obituaries and birth announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they do a thing where, like, if you have a person in your tree, they'll like say, "Oh, these records look like, uh, like they might be that person." Mm -hmm. They call them hints, and there's a little leaf that shows up in their profile, Um, and the hints will sometimes be accurate and sometimes not. And if it's accurate, then you can just like easily add it to the records that you have for this person, which is really, uh, eh, is, is sometimes it's useful and sometimes it's not. It's really useful when like there's something in that record that you didn't previously know. Like if they've listed like their, their parent or their brother or sister, and that data helps you get like another generation back. Mm-hmm. And so what's really, so recently I want to say last year or the year before last, um, the U.S. government started releasing not just like social, not just social, social security um, death index information, but actual applications, hmm. right? And so, on people's social security applications, you can see like who they listed as mother and father, and that helped. Oh, me, nice! Uh, yeah, uh, get so much more information for my tree. Um, and so, ancestry helps in that way. However, um, they don't really do a great job uh in helping you uh triangulate data from other trees right so with the ancestry dna portion of it you get this list of like relatives that you're related to um genetically and if you have like so me i have like this i have this cluster right now of like white people who are all related to each other and to me and so somewhere excuse me somewhere back uh, three or four, maybe five generations ago, we shared an ancestor. And so if I could compare all their trees to each other, I could see like, okay, they have this ancestor in common. It is most likely that I also have that ancestor in common. Um, and I've been able to do that a little bit like manually, but ancestry doesn't make that easy to do uh, algorithmically and they should, but that kind of would... I don't think ancestry is in the business of helping you like finish your family tree. <laughs> That's not what they want. <laughs> they want you to like keep paying your subscription fee <laughs> and come back. <laughs> You'd yeah. think they'd want to. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> no, like if everybody knew their family tree, if, if, if family trees were like a solved problem, if everybody knew their family trees and they'd all been put together and we all knew how everybody in the world was related 
they would have no business model anymore <laughs> and they would go out of business. Oh man. Yeah. So I don't super think they're in the business of like getting you, uh, getting your family tree finished. They just want you to like keep going, keep going. Yeah. Like, keep I guess keep it a little bit mysterious in the, in the farther reaches. Yeah. And so like right now, especially with the genetic genealogy stuff, there's, and that's d- genetic genealogy is the DNA stuff. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. What, how does the like ancestry DNA figure into the ancestry family tree stuff? Well, so I'm happy you asked that. Um, <laughs> The uh, ancestry DNA stuff, like I said, gives you this list of people you're related to, right? And so if I look at that list, or I, and I do look at that list regularly, um, and I see a person who has a who is like a third or fourth cousin, mm-hmm. and they've got their tree connected, I can look through their tree and see who we have uh, as relatives in common. And then I can like take the data they have from their tree and connect it to mine. So that helps me build my tree out, like go down my tree into like seeing, you know, my distant ish relatives. Right. But also having that data helps me like get more information that can help me build up my tree. Right. So if I have a third cousin who knows who our great, great, great grandmother's like brother was, and I didn't know who that was, um, I now have that information to add to my tree, which is really helpful and interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's all very fun. And I really, so I'm going to tell you what my life goal is. I'm talking a lot, so you can tell me to shut up whenever. <laughs> well, I have a lot of questions. I'm just letting them stack up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. And no, I'll tell what's, you your life, what's, what's the ultimate goal here? So the ultimate goal for me, my life goal is to reassemble the family trees that slavery tore apart. Mm-hmm. Not just mine, every black person's or every African American person's. I don't want to say black people because that, you know, that not every black person is descended from slavery. But every African American person, I want to like put together our family trees, put back together those families that like people broke up because they were selling off kids and like, you know, splitting up husband and wives and that sort of thing. I want to put those trees back together. And then um, ultimately I want to be able to like take, you know, you know, there are very few people, uh, there are very few records of like connections to Africa. Right. Yeah. Um, some, you know, some slave owners kept that some counties kept that I want to take those few records that we have and connect more people um, to that one connection. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like if there is like a, I don't know, I'm going to pick a name out of the air, John, uh, John Brown, (laughs) although he didn't probably didn't have a surname uh, because slaves didn't get surnames. Um, But John in 1721 or whatever, uh, came to the United States, uh, on a, on a slave ship. Right. If I can find all the people who are descended from John, uh, and connect them all up, they all now know like part of Africa that they're from. Mm -hmm. And so we get black people away from being from trauma, right? Because right. right now, black people in the United States, like we are from trauma. We don't, when, you know, you ask like a white person, usually, I'm not going to say always, but usually <laughs> where they're from. And they're like, oh, my family is from Poland and like, I don't know, Germany, or my family is from like Ireland and Great Britain. 
Sweden and like somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like they're able to say where their family is from and they don't super care really. Cause it's like, whatever, this is just what we knew, know about our family. Um, but black people can't say that or African-American people can't say that we can't say we are from this part of Africa because we are from trauma. Like our history stops at slavery and I want that to not be true anymore. So I want to change it. Yeah, I learned this from my coworker Trina that uh, is way into this as well, and she has a wild story of of tracking down like the slave rolls and like like trying to get actual documents that are over a mm-hmm. hundred years old, uh, and having to pay old white historian collectors for like you know the documents that contain um, you know her humanity. Oh, yeah. It's so messed up, um, isn't it? But yeah, like. Um, I, I, you know, I came to understand really quick that like for me, you know, with my weird aunt or uncle, they're into it. It's just like, it's like a fun diversion, but like right. I have plenty of history if I want to dig into it, you know, everything is well-documented. Whereas for her, she's like, yeah, I can only go back to about 1880 and then it gets fuzzy. Um, I right. kind of know the state I came from and I eventually through like five years of research got to the plantation my family right. came from, yeah. but then I don't even know what yeah. part of Western Africa I came from. And then, and then we've exactly. got like the, the 23 and me kind of stuff where you can kind of get some of that picture. But yeah, like I realized what was a, a silly game on my side and stories from grandparents is your absolute humanity. And like, right. it's, uh, it's, it, I mean, this is maybe a callous way to look at it, but it's like, I've adopted friends that just don't know their health risks for anything at all. And, and they also glom onto this stuff because they just want to know, like, you know, does is, uh, my dad or grandfather die of a heart attack or not, or cancer? Like, what should I be looking for? Or they just want to know their family, right? Like I'm doing that right now for a friend of mine who is adopted. Like she did uh, an ancestry DNA test and her, uh, the relatives she had uh, have a surname in common. So right now we're trying to like figure out how those folks are connected so she can figure out like who her actual mom and dad are. And that's a big deal for people. You and I uh, had a coworker who is no longer at Slack. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you knew that story. I won't say his name, but like, I won't say his name either, but yeah, I did not know that was possible. It is totally possible to like go um, into that so, system, put in your, you know, get your DNA test and it tells you, oh my God, there is a first generation, you know, you have a brother yeah, immediate and, and family. since we're not saying names, like we can say like he had a brother. Right. And so like he was adopted. He really, he now has a brother that's in that system and use and via that brother. He now knows who's like parents are. Like that's huge. How did, the um, thing that that struck me with that story that it was amazing. I did not know they could do that. But how do you even, you know, do you just get an email one day that <clears throat> it's kind of like, did you? Is that in the terms of service that you can get? It kind of you is. Can get a gut punch someday that like, oh my god, you have a sister, you have a mother, you have a, like. Yeah. So 23andMe specifically, I'm not sure. I don't remember what the onboarding Mm -hmm. is like for Ancestry DNA, but I've used 23andMe for a long time. And I'm going to do a full disclosure here. I was on 23andMe's Roots into the Future Advisory Board in 2008 or 2010. So full disclosure. Anyway, 23andMe, they had this thing when you uh, accepted, uh, like when you accepted Relative Finder matches, Relative Finder is their thing, like Ancestry's DNA's thing where you can see uh, who you're related Mm -hmm. to genetically. Uh, they have a thing that's like, do you want to see close relatives? 
right? Because you can opt out of seeing those matches because if you see one, right, that is a cousin or a half brother or an uncle or grandparent that you weren't expecting, you have just (laughs) uncovered some like serious stuff going on in your family, right? Like there are some family secrets being revealed right here. And 23andMe was smart enough to say, hey, you know, we know this can be like hard for people. So we're just going to like give them the option to just opt out of knowing. And so there are some people on 23andMe who maybe I don't I'm sure there are some people who have like checked that box to say, no, I don't want to I don't want to see my close relatives. I don't remember that part of signing. I just did my 23andMe like a month ago. I don't remember that part of it. (laughs) You know, it's just like boilerplate, boilerplate. I was probably clicking through, did not care. Oh, got it. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> when you're going back in the in the history, I know like mm-hmm. the slave logs, the accounting isn't tight, right? Like you said, there's no last names. There's first right. names. Did they have to pay taxes right. on people so they like fudged it, you know, to like get out of it? I mean, I've heard some terrible stuff. I mean, but like, how do you? If you see a, a I guess they their birth dates, so like that kind of lines up. If you know that, so. Yeah, so there are some birth dates. Um, you have to look at things like wills mm-hmm. because, like, okay, so here's how. If I am, like, looking at a relative who was uh, born in the time of slavery, I am looking at, uh, first, I'm figuring out what their last name was when slavery ended, um, if they were alive then. Um, and then that points me to who might have been their owner because, many slaves took on the last names of their owners. Um, and I will look at those, those, the, the people in the town that they're living in who have that same last name and also were like farmers and had owned slaved slaves or not farmers, anybody who owned a slave. And then I would look at the wills for those people and see if I see the name of like my ancestor in the wills. Um, similarly, I will look at either genealogy bank or newspapers.com, usually genealogy bank and search for the name of that person. My, uh, my, uh, ancestor, uh, with the last name of the slave owner somewhere in the immediate vicinity, um, so that I can find slave sale advertisements or runaway advertisements, um, that sort of thing. Uh, or, or like this person has died notices and like here are all the property that they are selling. All right. Um, some insurance policies, uh, because slaves were a property and so they were insured, um, like horses. Um, some insurance policies exist, uh, birth records, um, chancery records, Mm, lots of legal records. So if someone is like suing someone else for property or saying this slave belonged to me and not that person, there are a lot of like, you have to, you have to like look at people as property. And like, so the same kind of things I would do to like see how a a plot of land had been passed around through families and, uh, and throughout, you know, different people and within a County. That's how I'd look to see how slaves are passed around and is it digitized this kind of information or do you get to paper really Mm. quick um 
So the one, the Southampton County one is digitized. That is a rare kind of shining example of like what could be, what Mm -hmm. could be. And that's sort of like my like get out of tech uh, plan uh, is to go and do what happened in Southampton County, what the Brantley Association did in Southampton County uh, to a bunch of counties, right? Like I want (laughs) to, this is my goal and prepare to laugh. Um, I want to take a giant 18 wheeler trailer, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, completely kitted out to turn it into a mobile scanning station um, and have someone drive it around the Southeast United States through the black belt where all the slaves yeah. were uh, and me being in my RV <laughs> digitize it all. <laughs> and, and we drive from County to County and we go to the County courthouse and we say, Hey, we will digitize your stuff for free. We'll give you a copy of it. Just let us also have a copy. Um, and I want to like get all that stuff digitized, um, then put up, uh, into, uh, some sort of cloud situation and then have it sliced so that we can, uh, I want to be able to like, uh, distribute the digitization process. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I'm going to give away the secret and someone can do it before me if they want to, if they listen to this and they're like, I'm going to do that first. Um, but I want to basically uh, have the, like the little chunk of data. So if you think of like uh, thinking specifically of census records, because turns out there is no publicly available census database that people can query. Wow. Um, you can see all the pictures, but there is no like queryable data set of all the census records. So that's my first one, because if you can do like really good queries on the census, uh, you can uh, come up with a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So my first thing I want to do is get the census digitized. And since it's tabular, you can like take those images, process them with some sort of Python library. There's one that exists that I can't remember the name of, but like uh, have it sliced along the lines. And then each little chunk I want to take and I want to like treat it like uh, recapture does. So like, you know, when you're right. uh, Yeah. Yeah, but instead of doing it like to like log into stuff or whatever, I want it to be like part of a like a a game you play on your phone. So right, you're playing some game like Candy Crush or whatever blast and like And you could get game clues if you solve enough, you know. Not even game clues. Puzzle. Like when you know when you run out of lives on like oh, Candy right. Crush, instead of like having to pay money, power you ups. just yeah, instead of you do the little, you just say, oh, I'm going to transcribe this this thing. I feel like uh, the Internet Archive has a scanning. They have the bookmobile, which can print books, and they did mobile scanning. I feel like the, the Internet, Internet Archive, yes, they do that and are super into it. But I tried to reach out to the person who's, who is the lead of that project, and they ignored me. So. Oh, my God. I know people there, and I'm going to talk to them. Well, because... I support that because I tried to reach out. Um, I talked to a friend about this, and he's like, oh, my God, you should talk to Internet Archive. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm doing it. And, like, radio silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a few people at Slack that were formerly at the Archive that were, yeah, there, there are ways. But, <laughs> yeah, they might, you know on first glance they might think oh that's a little bit too specific of information but on the other hand they're like all world's knowledge is what they're trying to digitize and this isn't this is pretty great if they could uh, scan an ocr and they have 20 years of scanning an ocr experience so like so here's the challenge matt they think about genealogy the way you do 
Yeah, that it's like a silly game or something. Right. And it's not for like, you know, because lack of diversity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for them, they they don't have to think about like, oh, I, I'm trying to figure out like who my family and my people actually are. I'm trying to actually learn my history. It's yeah. not like a silly, oh, I'm connecting myself to the Mayflower and I want to be a part of the DAR. <laughs> it's like I am trying to actually figure out who my family is, who we are. And I don't get a chance to tell that to them because they think, oh, genealogy. Yeah. <laughs> Silly game. Not responding to this email. <laughs> so you figured out, was that your mom's side of the family you said? The, mm-hmm. or, so what, what have you found on the dad's side? Oh, my dad's side of the family gets really interesting. Um, this is an interesting story uh, because I am very good at finding people online. Um, I'm going to tell a funny story. Uh, at Google, I was working on, with this guy. And I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put him out there like that. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at finding people online. Like, I can find almost anybody online. Um, and he, like, didn't believe me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went about, like, finding, like, this really obscure handle of his on a message board that he had no idea was connected to him. And it was, you know, it was like easy to do in my head. It's not typically easy for other people, but like, and he's like, okay, stop now. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm afraid stop now. And I was like, I told you anyway. So I, my, um, that was just like a, this is how I work operate thing. And so I applied that to my dad, uh, cause my dad, uh, did not know his biological biological father his entire childhood, all of his life mostly. Um, he had a a father figure like my step, like my grandfather, um, who I call my grandfather, and like have knew as my grandfather my entire life up until I found out he wasn't um, was my dad's dad, and so that was fine. Like he did not have a dad for people who was like, ah ha ha, black family no father. Um, you know how people like to say that online. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so on as my grandmother was dying, um, she had like a short amount of time to live. She had cancer, and she knew you know it was her time. She told my dad the name of his biological father, and I was like, okay. I have a name. And that was in 2007, pre like a lot of stuff on the internet. Um, was it 2007? 97. Oh, wow. One of those seven, one of some seven, I forget which seven. Um, but, uh, it was pre a lot of stuff online and I, uh, was like, okay, I have categorized this information for future use. Right. Um, and, I want to say in 2009, it was 2009. I like get, get it back in my head to try to find my dad's dad. Cause like when I first found his name or first got my dad's dad's name, like I couldn't find anything about him. And so, uh, in 2009, like Facebook was really big and, and my dad's dad had, had a last name that was very uncommon. Right. It was like, there are very few records in ancestry, um, and, I was like, okay, so it's going to be kind of easy for me to find this person or at least find someone related to him because I thought he'd passed away. And so I'm on Facebook and I look for the last name and I look at all like the people who come up. I like look at some pictures to see if they're black. And one came up that had the same name as my dad's dad. 
And I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, this is random. I know this is a long shot, but do you know this person, David, last name? And he's like, yeah, that's my dad. Whoa. And I was like, no. And (laughs) I was like, this is not. I was like, did he live with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah? He's like, yeah, that's my dad. And I was like, what? Uh, um, what? <laughs> and so I, he like puts me on the phone. I get a three, I get on a three way call with him or maybe a sport. There was a lot of people on the phone call, but it was like that guy, his dad, my dad and me. And I like get them all on the phone and I drop off the call and they're having a conversation. And my dad is like, you know, saying, you know, do you know my grandma and and like his mom, but my grandma. And he's like, yeah, I remember her. And then like proceeded to tell the story of how they met, where they met, like everything like that was like exactly like my dad's mom's story. And he met his dad. Wow. Yeah. And so in 2000, like in 2009, he like, I, well, I remember giving him a call. I was like, dad, and he's like, what's up? And I was like, you need to sit down. <laughs> like before he like had the phone call and he's, I, and he's like, okay. And I was like, I think I found your dad. And he was like quiet for a while. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. And, uh, that, you know, got him into the point where he was like doing that phone call I mentioned. Um, but shortly after that, uh, he went up there cause the guy, his father lived in Georgia and he went up there and met his dad for the first time. Um, and he just passed away uh, last year. So he got a good, like, I don't know, what year is this? 2017 was last year. He got a good, like, seven years with his That's dad. That's amazing. That's remarkable. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And he was like, my dad was, like, really moved. Like, my yeah. dad doesn't do emotion, right? He's very, like, stoic. Um, and I got married in 2010. And he got up at my wedding and was like, you know, I thought he was just going to do the normal dad speech. And he got up there and he was like, and I will, I can never thank her enough for helping me find my dad. And he got all like close to tears. And I was like, whoa, I am unprepared. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Did he know, like, how long was was his dad in the picture and just not? Like, he, he doesn't remember him as a child or anything? I mean, my grand. so this was in the early 50s. Um, my grandmother was down, like, far away from her home, right? Because black people in the 50s, they had to go find work where they could find work, mm-hmm. uh, right? Especially in Florida, where, like, the work you got in Florida as a black person usually involved, like, especially if you're poor and you were not light-skinned, it usually involved you going somewhere to pick something, right? And so uh, I think she was down uh, in Tampa doing something. I don't like she, like there are a bunch of black people like had, who had gone to Tampa to do something, some sort of work mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Cause that's where they could get work. And that is where they met. And, and so like after that, she left Tampa, went back up to like uh, where my dad's family is from. And like, she didn't see him or talk to him again. I mean, like it was the fifties, like she didn't have his phone number. Wow. <laughs> she couldn't, couldn't, uh, find him on Facebook. Couldn't shoot him an email. Wow. Yeah. Has the uh, has the, like the DNA um, testing stuff filled out more of the picture for you? Does that just give you like a general range of where? It has filled out some of the picture for my like my distant family members, right? So, uh, 
I now know who several like third cousins are. Oh, here's one. I have a second cousin who is a lawyer in Oakland. Oh, wow. Had no idea. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. Right. And so like it does that, it like makes those connections and that's the sort of connection I want to, uh, I want for every black person to have, I want for them to be like, Oh, that person who like, you know, works around the corner and I see their commercials on TV for their, their law office is like my second cousin. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know, like the, the hippie, happy, joy joy part of me is like you know maybe if we know how we're all connected we'll be kinder to each other (laughs) i know that's like yeah pie in the sky like yeah utopian ideals erica but like i don't know i also want us to not be from trauma yeah yeah and just just knowing more of the story uh i mean that gives you your humanity that gives you you know totally like, like um yeah, if we had better record keeping, you could figure out. <sighs> I just so I'm also really big into puzzles and solving puzzles, right? Mm-hmm. And like this is like a puzzle to me, um, right? Like right now, if we had the right application of data, like the source data that was digitized, and the right uh, genetic genealogy data, and some of the right family tree data. Uh, that we could query over with the right algorithms and put things together. I feel like we could like really like algorithmically, like build out some pretty significant trees. Like there'll still have to be some like, you know, manual work. But I think if we have the right source data, we can, we can build out trees at a pretty fast rate that will help us like make these discoveries that connect us all to each other and connect us back up to like where we came from. Totally. Yeah. And I, I don't see why the internet archive or someone like that wouldn't want to be a part of that. Like, that's kind of like, it's like giving a gift to humanity. I hope that they want to be a part of it. Maybe like when you talk to whoever, you know, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. Sorry. We ignored your email. That's actually kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I hope the resolution is as well. Yeah. And if it's not, I'm going to do it anyway. Like it would be cool if they could help, but this is going to happen one way or the other. Like I, I have my, my plan. Like I know how much money it's going to cost to make this happen on my own. Mm -hmm. And I have ways to go about doing this. Have you gone back East to like, rummage through county records oh my gosh yes i love doing that i'm planning i have to plan another trip to uh virginia to do that again uh so one of my um one of my relatives my second third great grandmother um i only found her information by sitting in the library of virginia and going through microfilm and microfiche uh about um marriage uh, information. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, I got to look through all these things. And that was like, that's fun for me sitting in the library of Virginia. And while I'm there, I also like, every time I like, I get an image, I also store it to USB and then I can put it online somewhere for other people. Um, and let's see last, no year before last, the summer of 2016. Yes. I was in Southampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I literally spent a whole day walking through a cemetery, taking pictures of gravestones. 
Man, this is stuff that like AI and machine learning should be able to help with, right? Like photos. Totally. Like there could there could be automated microfiche scanners, and then you're using like AI or OCR at least to start to get. Yeah, I mean the scanners exist, yeah. right? But they are they cost money, and this data is in public libraries. They don't have a lot of money. Like they have to spend money to do other yeah. stuff. They like stay alive, right? And so like. I would love to be able to have some foundation that would just like gift these scanners and like some training on how to use it to libraries that have all this data. It could really like change the face of genealogy. Totally. But again, people who have the money think of genealogy as like, again, yeah. like a silly. Wow. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> the thing that kills me also when I was reading Just Mercy, um, Brian Stevenson's mm. book, that like we have one private slavery museum on a plantation that's like a rich guy has bankrolled. Yep. And now we've got the, isn't there a lynching museum that's gone? It's coming together. Yeah, that was his. That's, that's Brian also, Stevenson's. Oh, wow. Oh, so it's going to be in yeah. Alabama then. It, it is. It exists. I really want to go. I've seen some just stunning photos from the Louisiana, the the slavery museum. I cannot believe there isn't a national museum or a museum in every state um, trying to tell, like, well, as horrible of a story as it is so we don't repeat it, so we can learn from these mistakes, so we can better inform people about so, what's gone on. Like, it's, uh, it's We're going to get into, like, some some really tricky stuff here. Yeah. Are you ready for it? A lot of, not a lot, but there are some white people. I, I can't say how many because I don't. I've never. I've never run a survey. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do that on Google surveys. They're they are afraid that if they acknowledge who their family owned, mm -hmm. that those the descendants of those people will come after them for reparations. They will try to take their money. Hmm. And so they don't want to have that connection. That's why. So on, uh, for a while, 23andMe had it so that you had to like ask to connect to people. Mm -hmm. And I remember like one of my closest white connections on 23andMe just rejected my request. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like there are just there's people who don't want they either don't want to know because they don't want to have it, you know, associated like they don't want, want people coming after them for reparations or they have these like really nice family history stories yeah. about like great, great, great grandfather Jack, who like had the the farmhouse with the, the beautiful house that they passed down to everybody and so much land and so many acres. And like, oh, also he was like he had like 40 slaves. And they don't want to. They don't want that to be part of his story. Like it's very interesting if you look on um, ancestry.com and you look at uh, family trees for people who definitely have like slave owners in their trees. They don't. They the records of the of those people owning slaves are there. They do. They do not connect those records to their family. They will not connect them. They will not say this is great great grandfather Jack's, uh, like slave ownership record they just will not do it and they're just trying to say we're what blood relatives only or something there i think that it's just like it it doesn't register to them right either it doesn't register to, to them that it's important yeah. or they want to actively ignore avoid that piece of information about their family like if you sell somebody who is white you are descended from someone who owns slaves 
the look that comes across their face is just like you've just told them that you killed their cat. <laughs> I know someone who's learned this and he feels really bad about it. Um, right. And, uh, but and I mean, this was 150 years ago. And exactly. I always thought like a reparations thing would be like a government based thing, but I could, uh, yeah, it's so selfish to, um, well, I mean, it's, it's it, to block all this what has happened just because people are worried about, uh, worried, worried about like reparations, not wanting to like besmirch the family yeah. history, uh, not wanting to feel that, you know, that feeling really bad about it, about your ancestor 150 years ago, 400 years ago, owning another human being. But the thing is like that happened then, mm -hmm. right? The people who are alive now, while they are the beneficiaries of it, did not commit those atrocities. Um, and so they have the opportunity now to sort of yeah. make that right and try to help, you know, people figure out where they came from and like get over that whole like, oh, God, I feel bad because like my ancestor was horrible. Right. They have an opportunity to make it right and get over that and like improve the lives of the people who their ancestor made life yeah. horrible for. They, they can right that wrong, but they can't get past the feelings of like, oh, no. I feel bad to, to get to the place where they can right the wrong. And hiding all the information to deny everyone their humanity is just so wild. It's, it, you know what? It's really selfish. Yes. But humans are selfish and you have to like figure out how to get them to not be selfish. You have to figure out how to get them to not think just of themselves. I was talking with someone the other day about their uh, 20 or doing an ancestry DNA or a 23andMe test. And they're like, oh yeah, I know who all my relatives are. I don't, I don't need to know. And I was like, but what if like four generations ago or, or even like in one of your aunts or uncles or your, your great aunts or uncles had like a kid that they gave up for adoption. And now the descendants of that kid are, are trying to like figure out who their family is and the way they do it is because you take an ancestry DNA test and they find you and now they can try to put together their tree and like oh oh yeah I guess huh it's like yes it is not just about you <laughs> like oh I just found out like my family stories don't match up with reality um <laughs> yeah. like I did 23 and me and I've always been told you know my uh, my mom's side the grandparents came they were the first kids born from uh, from Italy, uh, both families were Italian immigrants. They have very Italian names. So that would make them, you know, like a hundred percent Italian because they'd only live in mm -hmm. Italy. So my mom must be 50. I must be 25%. And my dad's side, it was like Irish and some other stuff and mixed Western Europe. And mm -hmm. I always thought that was weird because I remember being a kid and going, the first funeral I went to is my great grandmother who like was obviously a Russian Jew who fled <laughs> Russia because yeah. of anti-Semitism. And I was mm -hmm. like, hey, dad, like, is it, aren't we a little bit Jewish too or something? Because, yeah. you know, grandma, <laughs> great grandma Fine really seemed kind of like, um, that was a thing. Uh, and he was mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know if that's a religion or a, or your, or, or a ethnicity. I don't know. Um, it's probably not. So I do the, I do the uh, 23 and Me like last month. I just got the results like a week or two ago. So mm -hmm. I am 31% Italian. So that's less than 50, but pretty high. And then my next highest mm -hmm. is uh, Ashkenazi Jewish at yep. 18%. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. there's like some anti-Semitism in my own family. Like they don't want to admit. Um, 
and then everything else is just a mix of Western Europe. And I was really bummed there was like zero Africa. I'm apparently from Malaysia, like in my Why? wait. Okay, so I have questions. Okay, well, no, one statement and one question. Sure, shoot. One statement first. Um, it is maybe not that your family is anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. It may be that they just don't know because a lot of when a lot of uh, Jewish families were fleeing to escape persecution, they completely wiped that history of themselves away. All right. like completely. They did not tell anybody wherever they went. They're like, nah, I'm not. I'm whatever something else. They would not recognize that Jewish part of them because it's it wasn't safe. That's right. That's true. Right. So I don't I would I would hesitate to call them anti-Semitic and maybe like it's just like nobody really knew. Right. You just don't tell grandchildren and then they forget. And yeah, that, I could see that. And you want to um, not be persecuted in your new homeland. So. Right. Right. You're so not you call could, attention to yourself. Exactly. It's a secret you take to the grave with you. That makes sense. Um, and so she took it to the grave and you saw her at the funeral and you're like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Um, OK. And now the question. Why did you, why were you bummed that you didn't have any African? Well, cause, uh, you know, I think that is the source of all humankind, but, uh, I knew there was like some probably like Southern Europe stuff. And, uh, you know, I think of Northern Africa and Southern Europe as being pretty fluid, mm-hmm. like Morocco and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was surprised like my, whatever my farthest reaches are from Malaysia, like some sort of Neanderthal popul. you know, they give you some weird yeah. 0.00%. I mean, I would hope we could trace all humanity back to Africa. It seems like the, the source of, I mean, all biological records seem to point there. I mean, yeah, genetically, the mother yeah. of all men uh, is from Africa. Um, it's just interesting to me. I hear that a lot from white people about like, oh, I'm just, I'm just plain whatever. I'm like 100% European. I'm boring. I'm just like, what were you hoping for and why? Well, I think I think you want more interesting stories. I mean, I heard maybe three years ago that my dad almost married a different woman before my mom, which never. Why would you tell someone when you're like 75 that small nugget that like he was he was engaged to get married? (laughs) And I'm like, like me and my brother are like, what? Did your mom know? I don't know because she died like a few years before he told us that. So Mm, I mean, I I hope she knows, but. I bet that has been something that is was like weighing on him that was like inside part of him. Or or maybe he is telling you that because maybe he has a child out there that yeah. you don't know about. Yeah, that's that was like him getting you warming you up for that information. <laughs> it is possible. That is totally possible. Um So like, yeah, maybe one day someone's gonna pop up on twenty three and me like, Hey Matt. <laughs> Half brother, I guess. No, we're half brothers. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I really hope, I really hope every IPO in the world happens, and you're flush with cash, so you can actually help finish this project. This sounds like a really cool, ambitious thing. That um, God, so many people should be helping mm-hmm. you out with this, especially the Internet Archive. I'm so gonna yell at people there. Good. I support it. Please do. Um, let them know how to get in touch with me. Um, you have my email address, so sure. like you can give that to them. Um, but I would really love to have their support or the support of anybody who is like interested in like making this a reality. Because um, it's honestly so important. Uh, and every time I tell this story to like people, they're like, oh, my God, how do we get you funding? I'm like, I don't know. 
but <laughs> if, if someone, yeah, if someone knows a way to get like to make this happen, I I would gladly go lead this project somewhere. Like that is that is again my life goal. It's what I want to do, and so. And there's no end game in sight for you because, I mean, you want to fill out the rest of your story, but then it's fill out every other family's story. I don't... Yeah. I mean, go sideways, right, with your family tree. Yeah. Step one is getting the data. The data is a big thing. And it, you know, it freaks me out that this data isn't digitized because every time there's a hurricane, I'm like, oh, oh God, yeah. that's some record. That's like a big record set that gets wiped away and or a fire or whatever. Like, it is so fragile, this data... And we only have a limited time to get it like digitized and yeah. that people are just like, duh, 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 no big deal. We're not going to digitize it. It's just like, we're going to, you know, we're going to scan a library. It's like there are a bazillion copies of that book you're scanning. Like that is not the thing that is important to scan, scan the data where there's only one copy and it is fragile and will go away if the wrong disaster happens. Like that's what you want to focus on and not like scanning random textbook that there are 60,000 copies of. <laughs> Right, I can't Sorry. believe I can't believe Google doesn't do this. To, it's like a test project, like a nonprofity kind of thing to do to just like Matt. I tried test stuff out so hard. Oh man, I tried so hard when I worked at Google to get the book scanning project to do this, and they are just not interested. It's like you could teach college CS classes on big data sets by just using like census rolls going back like two hundred years. And like, let yep. students work with this is like public data, you know, it's this. Yep. And like, this would be a massive data set just requires some scanning, some OCR, some sorting, some cleanup. Yeah, less OCR, unless there's a good OCR library or for s- handwriting. Something. <laughs> yeah, because the handwriting is tricky, especially when you get back into the part where like F's look like S's. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's but, what AI could be doing. But hmm. totally. But instead, AI is doing things like yeah. whatever, like making fake porn yeah. and whatever. Okay, let's yeah. wrap it up. Okay, all right. You said yeah, let's do. Just, I hope this happens someday. Um, uh, I will do whatever I can to help move this along. And uh, thanks for thanks for it. talking to me for the last hour. Thanks for letting me talk for an hour about genealogy. Literally, when you asked me to do this, I was like, oh, my God, I don't ever get to talk about genealogy. I'm always talking about diversity or whatever. And like, I get to talk about genealogy. Oh, I'm excited. I've been wanting to ask you so. a million questions since I heard you say it when you joined Slack. And I just we just never got uh, around to it. But it's a good thing you never asked, because I would have like <laughs> talked to you for like hours yeah. on end. <laughs> yeah. But thank you for talking to me about it. This is yeah, great. Yeah, you should I'm write really about excited. this anyway, like no matter what happens with this. Like, oh, we didn't even get into the whole thing about like what's going on with the Golden Gate oh, Bay right. killer dude. Yeah. But we can talk about that okay. later. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot, right. Erica. Thanks, Matt. Thanks again to Fireside.fm, the uh, podcast host for this show. And uh, just a great, simple-to-use uh, app for podcasting. If you're into it, check it out at Fireside.fm. Thanks. Thanks.